You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Get it on. Got to get out of church. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in to Castro CarCast. I'm Adam Carl. It's a moderator. Matt D'Andrea over there. John Davis is going to call in. He's the chief engineer for Lincoln at uh, the Ford Company. We'll talk about the all new Lincoln yeah. Aviator. There Aviator. we go. Yeah, lots of talk. Uh, interested. I, I really feel like Lincoln's knocking out, out of the ballpark these days and i'm not an american car guy but i would definitely think about getting into a lincoln um we'll talk about a lot that's been going on in electric car news i feel you tell me if this is a fair statement we're right at the precipice of of like going into the electric car everybody's well. doing it yeah Let- yeah. Now, three years ago, it was like, "Hey, we got a we got a Chevy Volt, and uh, it's good for thirty seven miles uh, on a charge, mm-hmm. you know." And uh, BMW is good for seventeen miles, and then they got their i three, and that's good for sixty one miles. And it's like everyone's just kind of shaking their head. And then there's uh, Tesla, and Tesla's a hundred grand, and here's what it promises, and maybe it delivers something else, and maybe the car was supposed to come in in April's not in yet, and it's yeah. June. You know, there's a lot of that. There's been a lot of improvements. Also, so just some kind of weird stuff like Cadillac has a, a plug-in hybrid or whatever. And it's like, how far does it go on the plug-in? 20 miles. And it's like, yeah. So lots and lots of that. Right. And in the next year, some amazing stuff. I mean, you know. Uh, leave it to Porsche and outing when these guys start getting into the game and and they are we know we you know we've we've already driven the the i pace the jaguar suv uh, mercedes has their little suv that's coming out audi next year has their e-tron again another little suv uh that's coming out um and then uh and then the year after that as a 2020 model or maybe sometime in 2020 we've got the Porsche mission e sedan which is now called the Taycan um, and Audi's version, the Audi e-tron GT, which looks good. It's a sharp looking car. And it's a, you know, it's the four door sedan version, you know, like the Porsche of an all electric vehicle. So the Audi and the Porsche share. They share a platform and, you know, and, and Porsche goes to Audi and says, you can share our stuff, but we have 600 horsepower and you can't. So Audi's like, we'll do 590. Right. <laughs> and, uh. And, you know, a, a couple of other little bits here and there. But whereas the Porsche that we saw up in Monterey, and you did the walk around in, in a video of it, very swoopy, very, you know, very kind of organic looking and futuristic looking, where the Audi goes very kind of angular and, and, and sharp edges and has kind of like that, that sharp, crisp front, front end of the new Audi R8. What do, you rounded, think, what do you think of What do you think of this statement? Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids are 12 when they were 16 they'll definitely be driving a plug-in electric car and that plug-in electric car will be good for 500 miles range uh i think 500 is still pretty optimistic because four years from now though yeah i don't i just don't know that the car companies are in such a rush to get to 500 i think 300 is kind of more the yeah uh, what they're what they're trying to do is is 
more faster charging and more available charging. So you're saying the airplane equivalent to it is everyone thinks the future was the Concorde. You could get to Paris from New York to Paris in under three hours. And yeah. it's like that's not really – it's not where the industry is going. The industry is more fuel efficient, cheaper seats, yeah. bigger planes. That's kind of where it's that's at. That's kind of so where it's going. If the yeah. whole industry was focused on the Concorde, we'd have a bunch of Concords. But they're not yeah. – that's not where the money is. I, I just I just think – there's more people saying, how do we just charge this thing faster so I can get back in my car versus how do I stay in my car longer? This show, by you the know? way, brought to you by betonline.ag. You can enter podcast one. Also visit uh, geico.com. I'll tell you about that in a second. We have, um, I believe, the different drummer car came in after our last conversation or before. I can't remember been running around so much yeah it was after we we were in here on a wednesday it showed up on a thursday i knew it was close i I have uh uh i i just had the one clip the video clip that i think we played last week of of jim driving down the street up in washington yeah before like i have that and i took a few pictures man it looks good it's a great looking car. Yeah, he did such a great job. It's so so he's such a great craftsman and the five ten is so great. And and also people wanted to hear it. People have been tweeting me like, Hey, you sent out a couple of pictures. How about we hear the five ten? So uh Kalen went over there and recorded the five ten. Oh. That I didn't know that we had, but uh but I just had the little video. What do you got? We took some pictures of it. Go ahead, you can Wow, good. Sounds good. Let's get some rev. We'll get some revs going next time. Or? Those were revs. <laughs> no, right. no. Past twenty five hundred. Let's say no. I, I, I tell Sean. Sean was the one uh, revving it. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, nice. I can tell you that Sean's going. Hey man, this Warm, car's not warmed up. Yeah, that's. <laughs> All right, so we'll have to redo it. But you have to warm the car up, and the car gets warmed up. I'd be curious. Let me hear that again. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Kalen looks uh, perplexed. Well, he did. He he warmed it up a little bit, and then he did a couple revs. And then I said, "All right, now give me a couple more. Give me a couple more revs." I thought the clip was longer than that. Uh, well, maybe there's something with the file because that the revs we just heard were th- under three thousand. Yeah, yeah. He was just tapping it, just right. just a little tap. Yeah. All right. We'll figure so, it. We'll figure it. Let's hear it again. We'll figure it. Let's hear it again. Yeah, one one in there got to four. Yeah, but uh, we gotta drive it down the street. <laughs> yeah, or we could rev it up a little <laughs> more, warm it up, rev it up. That's I'll, fine. we'll call him. We'll have him warm it up, and then we'll go and do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, give a little heads up. That's how I get rich, by the way. <laughs> I'm taking tile back today. I'm going yeah. back and recording. I knew I didn't want to get into it, but I knew we weren't going to get. I want to hear that thing sing a little bit. Did you? What yeah. about the clip we had from before with Jim driving it down the street? I mean, yeah, it's a little that. further away. But... That's where you can you can hear it. All right, don't. Yeah. I don't want to pay anyone to go re-record something we should have done a little better. But that's fine. That's what the car sounds like. That's what the car sounds like. It at, looks fantastic at and four thousand at thirty 
three at three thousand RPM. That's what that car sounds like. But that car will redline at eight. Yeah. And I don't say bring it up to eight, but get it up past five. Yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with you. Uh, because that's how you drive a man. I don't think people under. I don't know. Probably probably do understand. But when you drive, when you race a car like that, you never shift at anything lower than like seventy five hundred. RPM and it just has the greatest sound in the world. Anyway, the car looks amazing. Max Patter, we're going to throw pictures uh, up on the website. Yep, carcastshow.com. And uh, you can see some pictures of just some real craftsmanship. Just insane plumbing and craftsmanship. I just love, I don't know why, you and I are the same way, right? We love the plumbing part. Oh, we love, love the, the hard lines. The hard lines are so much better than the braided lines going through the uh, going through the cockpit. But also, I, I took a close-up picture of uh, of the hood hinges, which he had all drilled out and lightened a little bit. Just just little attention to detail like that is fantastic. So, yeah, uh, the, just it, it looks good. I can't wait to see it out on the track and, and, and hear that thing and Really, kind of go out there and wind out. And, yeah, uh, be curious to see how you like it driving it. I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. I frequently get into cars that aren't set up very well or have a spotty history, <laughs> a <laughs> restoration, and I'll be uh, more than happy to uh, ring this thing out. All right, let's see. John Davis is now. You spoke to John Davis. How'd you line up, uh, John Davis? So I. Prior to the LA Auto Show, during the press days, I uh, I went to the unveiling of this, sort of the press unveiling of the new Lincoln uh, Aviator, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they had a couple of people there. They had John, they had uh, Bob, the, the head of Lincoln, and some technology people, design people, and they kind of just walked us through it. There's like, this is the new SUV. It's a little bit smaller than the Lincoln Navigator that we drove to Monterey. Um, but the technology really stood out uh, for me. It has a V6 twin-turbo gas version mm. and then a hybrid version. But the hybrid version is great because it has the same exact uh, V6 twin-turbo engine but with just hybrid support. So um, it's going to be yeah. interesting. But when you hear about some of the technology that they're building into these cars now, you know, 28-speaker sound system and all the chimes and stuff are done by the Detroit Philharmonic. So, oh so if, like if you don't fasten your seatbelt, it's got a nice little, it's got a nice little chime to it that they recorded. <laughs> but it's done by the Philharmonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the sounds were done by the Philharmonic. The I love it. The Jag <laughs> drives me nuts. You know what drives me the most nuts is I get into the phone, I get into the car, I, I hit the phone, I'm talking on the phone, and then I start backing out of the shop or the warehouse that's driving. As I'm having this conversation, like nee, 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 and i can't yeah actually i pulled the fucking plug on the shutdown i i i I pulled the fuse on the shutdown so the auto start stop that one yeah auto start stop so it doesn't do that super annoying thing yeah it saves me four feet a year in in gas (laughs) mileage i i got that so that's done yeah uh still the tire pressure sensors and bars not in foot, not in pounds, but in yeah, bars. So yeah. my, I have a rear left tire that's evidently low all the time. No yeah. matter how much I put air in it, it's just two point three bar. Yeah, which doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. I'd like to see twenty nine pounds or thirty one pounds. It's switched to bar, and there's no way to get it back. I have no idea. There's nothing in the manual. I've handed it to Sean. I've told him, go through the sensors. Go there. 
it switched on its own from pounds to bar, and you can't go back <laughs> to pounds. So whatever 2.2 to 2.4 bars well, means. 14.7 pounds per bar. Thank you. Um, yeah. it's, it's, well, we it, have a it, set of wheels and tires. To cal- we we're going to do it. But yeah. trying to calculate 2.3 times 14.7 bar. Right. Per bars is a tough putt while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one. Uh, Weird thing. It, uh, listen, I'll give you 100 bucks if you can go out there and get it two pounds from bar. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no amount of scrolling through the instrumentation. There's yeah. no amount of anything. I think I'd... I think I'd lose that. It can't. I, I it can't be done. There's nothing. Bucks. <laughs> there's nothing in the manual. There's no. There's no anything. It and when you back the car up, it's like nee, 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 nee. no, 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 nee, nee, nee. and now, yeah. of course, whoever you're talking no, to on the phone doesn't. Yeah, hear and you can't hear them. <laughs> so then I stop and just put it into park. It's also like super slow on the draw. Like if you put it in reverse, the reverse well, camera yeah, doesn't come on for a long time. That is one of the flaws in their system is 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 their the infotainment system is a little buggy and it's slow. But there's a cure for that, Jag. Stop making your own infotainment system. There's people out there that could do it. I swear, call Google, Microsoft, Apple, somebody somebody who knows how to do that a little bit better. Yes. All right, let me tell you quickly about betonline.ag. It's the holidays, betonline.ag. In the given spirit, two incredible promos. You can create a free account and use the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus and refer a friend, and you'll uh, it gives a 200% bonus to your friend, up to 200 bucks. great gift. NFL, NHL, NBA, college football, basketball, playoffs and college football playoffs. It's all coming up. Or entertainment odds like the Oscars. Yeah. Go online or use your mobile phone to sign up today. Try in-game live betting. Keep that exciting, man. Remember, promo code PODCAST1, 50% sign-up bonus. And uh, get the holiday shopping done early with uh, referring a friend. Do that promo, betonline.ag, your online sports book expert. They should have bet on an Oscar host. I know. Would have been a game worth playing. All right, we're going <laughs> to call uh, John. You tell me if this is a fair statement. Yeah. I was talking to uh, some folks on my podcast about Land Rover, mm-hmm. and I said, it's all about the interiors. It's all about the interiors. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Audi makes a better SUV than Land Rover does. But the chick who buys that car gets into it, looks around and goes, I love it. Love it. I'm buying this yeah. car. They don't know about torque or ratios or whatever. They right. Don't, they don't, and they don't care. And everything works. Yeah. But I, 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 if you said to me, you're going to be trapped out in the desert somewhere, you're going to whatever, I'd probably take the Audi over the Land Rover. But- that interior. That's it. Is everything. We, and I I think Lincoln has caught on to that. Yeah, you're going to see that it's pretty nice. And uh, it's funny because that being said, the you know, this week we talked with, with Goldberg about how to buy it right. And uh, he bought a, a like a two-year used full-size Range Rover that's basically new right. for, for way less money. Hey, John Davis. <laughs> Yeah, hey, how are you guys? Chief Hello. Engineer, 
Good to speak to you, Chief Engineer for Lincoln. Uh, we love your product. Matt has commandeered a few Lincolns, and we've gone on a few road trips, and um, and there's just nothing better than that new Lincoln interior. Also, the technology. Your name came up, John, because my wife went out of town on business to see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway, <laughs> and she she calls that business. No, no, of course, she, you got to write that ticket off somehow. <laughs> one of my guys dropped her off at the airport, then took the key fob to her Tesla X or $100,000 Tesla, and then put it on the driver's side front tire. Mm-hmm. Then when I called my wife and said, where is the key fob? She said, I told him to put it in the cup holder. So I said, okay. Yeah. And then I got up at uh, eight in the morning, threw the kids in the car took off to drive them to school. When I came back, one of my workers came in and said, hey, I found this key fob in your driveway. I said, I, I, I searched the whole car for the key fob. Yeah. No, no, it was smashed. You ran it over. You ran it over. And I thought, "Ouch!" doesn't feel like a lot of technology for a $100,000 car. It, and then I told um, Chris Loxamana to take his very used Prius and attempt to drive off with the key fob on the tire and said, it won't let me. It won't let you. Yes. Thank you, Elon. <laughs> but but don't worry. Good news. Um, we were able to find the leather sheath that the other key fob, the backup key fob, yeah. was supposed to be in. But no, 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 back, no key fob. Was no. it in her purse in New York at a Bruce Springsteen no, concert? Just, just gone. <laughs> just gone. Just, just gone. It's probably in Phil's belly. Assuming <laughs> She assumes a, a parking valet just yeah, took it because you know how that works. Well, the dog ate it. Or the dog ate it. But uh, I yelled at Matt about that, and he said that doesn't happen with. The I said Lincoln. I was just at the Lincoln uh, LA Auto Show, you know, press event, and uh, there was a whole technology speech about the key. <laughs> I, I broke a pencil. I grabbed the pencil. I picked it up, and I just broke. Just it. broke it. I said, "Let's uh, let's get somebody on the phone to tell us about some of the some of the new features of the. This is the Aviator. So we drove the Navigator up to Monterey, and it was fantastic. We loved it, and it's 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 big, it's fast, it's a perfect like road trip vehicle. In Willow Springs, we drove the the Continental. Nice. Yeah, yeah. we drove the Continental. Great. The black, right? Uh, the black label. Black label. Yeah. Black right. label, yeah. Yeah. Um, both of them were black label. But um, uh, tell us a little bit about the Aviator um, and I guess go ahead and mention what's going on with the key. <laughs> oh, let me get a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, as you guys mentioned, we, we uh, introduced the uh, production version of our all-new Lincoln Aviator in L.A. I know you guys talked about it in your uh, November 28th podcast. Mm-hmm. So, But some great new features, some of the things that we focused on a lot in developing this new Lincoln is uh, elements, what we call quiet flight, uh, trying to keep it really human, warm, you know, personally crafted kind of elements from a, a, a premium vehicle space. But we talk a lot about how do we develop things that are making uh, the vehicle and their interactions more effortless for the customer. So one of those great technologies is phone is a key. And as you mentioned, there are there can be some pitfalls with not only traditional key fobs, but since you can do everything with almost everything with your smartphone these days, 
even in Lincoln's case, we have a great app called Lincoln Way that allows you to remotely start your vehicle and lock and unlock the doors, check fuel level, that kind of stuff. But until Aviator, it doesn't allow you to drive the car. And this is where we get to the next step, which is use uh, Bluetooth low-energy technology so that we can detect the presence of your smartphone, uh, establish a digital electronic key uh, that then can be used to uh, recognize you and be able to not only um, do those things remotely, but also now use it as passive entry into the vehicle, uh, start your car and drive it away. And the other great thing about it is that in the situation you mentioned where uh, somebody runs over your key or loses a key, we have a backup solution for that. So um, we've got a great keypad on the pillar of the driver's door that allows you to enter a five-digit code and access the vehicle. So now you can unlock and open the car. And then you can enter another code in the center screen on the instrument panel to actually be able to start and drive your car away. So that even if you lose a fob, in this case, lose your smartphone or your battery dies or you run over your phone with your car or a different vehicle, you can still drive it. Um, and we use that same great technology to provide a valet mode for the customer. Because you can imagine you're going to pull up to a really nice restaurant, you want to valet your new Lincoln Aviator, but you don't want to hand them over your smartphone. That'd be ridiculous, right? Yeah, right. But as a part of that process, now we can generate a temporary code that you would give over to the valet. He'd write it on the tag because now you don't have a key fob to hand him. And the valet can use that to enter your vehicle and drive it to its parking spot and then retrieve it when when it's time to, to leave the restaurant. And well, the other I, thing we yeah, do is we could we call this like the Corolla to your we, phone. Oh, you text it to the you phone. You don't lose it. Can we call this the Corolla code? Because I feel like <laughs> we are poster children. We have the wife who loses the backup key fob, and we have the husband who runs over yeah. the current key fob based on a bunch of false information. But still, with the husband who's the crusher and the woman who's the loser, and I feel like we should be poster children yeah. for this new technology. I want to know, I have a bigger question about Lincoln, John, that um, sure. may be a little up in the ether, but maybe we'll see if we can figure it out. I, I Lincoln is a, is a famed mark and has a lot of history and prestige and then went through some lean years not too long ago, much in the way something like Audi did. Audi was auto union and a big deal and setting records and stuff like that. Then the 80s and early 90s came and they had some rough patches and now they've gotten it together in a big way. Yeah, I feel like Lincoln, and I love the stories, I love it any story. I love the comeback story. I love, I love it when it's an American brand, especially, but what's going on that Lincoln has figured their shit out. Like they went, you know what? We're not just going to quietly go off into the night with all these other brands. We're going to turn it around. We're going to offer superior product. And there's a whole mindset feels like just a gestalt, like a change in the entire Lincoln brand. Is there somebody with a thick German accent or something that we need to thank or what happened? How did Lincoln turn it all around? Was there a big meeting? Was there yeah. a retreat where people fell backwards in other people's arms? So they learned to trust. It was a Twitter poll. What happened, John? <laughs> yeah. So 
well, first of all, it's great that you recognize uh, all the energy that, that so many talented people at, uh, at Lincoln Motor Company have been putting into the effort. But there was uh, kind of a, a shift in 2000, call it 14 time frame, late 2013, about how we were going to move forward for developing new products. What was our emphasis going to be? Um, how are we going to kind of laser focus in on addressing the product and client services for Lincoln? And, and part of that became this movement we reference as quiet flight. Uh, when Continental was introduced, we talked about quiet luxury. Quiet flight is sort of a step beyond in terms of focusing on these elements uh, four simple terms, human, beauty, gliding, and sanctuary. Hmm. And what we focused on was how do we deliver on aspects in both the vehicle space and client services space for those elements? How do we, how do we make their, their daily journey sort of more effortless? How do we recognize that time is precious to these premium customers, given that you know money is not really an object for them, but but time and, and enabling parts of their day to be simpler, easier, uh, intuitive was really important. So that's why not just on the vehicle side, but even this pickup and delivery process, which we expanded nationwide, is so important, right? Getting a car serviced when it has to be serviced is a hassle. We realize that. So why not make it easier for the customer? Let's come up and let's pick you up from wherever you are, not just at home. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's while you're out shopping. Let's make that process convenient and effortless. Let's give you a Lincoln concierge to call whenever you have a problem, and that may be an issue that you want to handle at, at the dealership, uh, something on the payment side, uh, even technical questions to answer about your, your new Lincoln. So I think that was really a turning point for us in terms of how we approach what? and and develop these things for the customer. Was there one was there, but was there a new grand poobah that showed up and said this is what we're doing or was there just an overall sort of company edict? Oh, there was a, a small group of individuals at uh, at senior levels that said, "Hey, we are committed to the premium space." You talked about some challenging times in the automotive uh industry. Obviously, we we had our own challenges back when uh, the market shrank precipitously, and and some of our uh, neighboring manufacturers were uh, were seeking, seeking bankruptcy protection. Um, you know, we said, "Hey, we're committed uh, to delivering on a premium product." Lincoln is our premium brand, and uh, and in order to compete effectively, we know we have to to change how we invest in in the vehicle side, the client services side. So, obviously, some very senior level meetings to to formalize that plan, put it forward, and then and then go off and execute. And so I've had the luxury of being able to execute for for what is Lincoln, one of the first products that sort of truly embodies all of that quiet flight gesture from a design perspective, from the way we design it relative to human interaction, delivering on the beauty from David Woodhouse, who is our really talented uh, design director in the studio. Um, and so that's been a journey. Aviator's been a three-and-a-half-year journey to get to, to this point. So, yeah, it takes a while. It's not, a, it's not an overnight event. A lot of, lot of work from a lot of talented people to, uh, to help 
really move the needle and and deliver on the great products that you're you're talking about and and recognizing uh, what we're trying to do with brands. So that's great. Well, it is. Uh, I, I like to live in a world where there's a Lincoln, there's a Cadillac, there's a you know a Yankees and a Dodgers. <laughs> you know, I I, I don't yeah. like it when the the Yankees have a sub five hundred season. It doesn't feel like baseball's around, and I feel the same way about uh, Lincoln. You can go to their uh, website at Lincoln dot com and. Check out all the really cool product they have. We we love it. And I'll tell you, it is the weapon of choice, especially for the road trips uh, up to uh, Laguna Seca. John yeah, Davis, fantastic. thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a great day, and uh, thanks for having me on. appreciate it. Our pleasure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they've just uh, – I've, I've realized if you really think about the shift, and I don't mean – I don't mean this in a pejorative way, but I wrote a book called In 50 Years We'll All Be Chicks, and it happened in nine years. <laughs> We're all shifting toward the chick. And the dude, he wants to know about horsepower and torque and you yeah. know, and, yeah, yeah. and how the four-wheel drive system is functioning, whatever. But the chick's all about the interior. And now the dudes have become chicks. It used to be... Well, it was a split. The chick would talk about how great the interior was, and then the guy would talk about the rust proofing and the bonderized steel yeah, and the, the blah, blah, blah. Or something. Right. right. Yeah. Now that the dudes, and I'm, I'm looking at you guys, have become chicks, <laughs> it's all about the interior. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Now, and, and by the way, the other stuff works fine. The other right. stuff's good. We don't care if there's a couple of ten seconds difference in the quarter mile or able to climb a slightly steeper grade or whatever that. It's all about sitting in it. And it probably always should have been that way because what's the difference in the zero to 60 two-tenths of a second versus yeah. living in this environment? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about uh, – you've said this many times. Like there's there's – really kind of three things that you should have the best of that you can afford. The nicest car because of how much time you spend in it, a big-ass TV, and a good bed. Those are the two. Those Three, three sorry. Three, yes, right? those. Well, that's it. If it's it's not the bed, it's the TV, and if right. it's not the TV, it's the car. Right. Like the how much time between those three things do you spend your life on? Why not just get the nicest versions of each of those that you can get? I completely concur. <laughs> I just bought an 84-inch Sony TV. So <laughs> Wow. That's not for me, though, the stupid, I mean, the kids, <laughs> the lovely kids. They'll All be right. watching it, not appreciating it. Well, I'm going to tell you guys about Geico. Mm. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. If you just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. Love Geico. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, electric cars abound. I, I've always wanted a pure plug-in. I have... Uh, not really found that car yet, but I think that those those days are upon us. Yes, they are. Like like we said, we've seen uh, the most immediate thing is going to be. Do like we have the, the Audi Maxipata, the? 
plug-in Audi? There's two, right? So there's the Audi uh, e-tron GT concept, which is the vehicle. It's like a 2021-ish vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then the e-tron is the little SUV for 2019. Like this is pretty much being tested and driven. Yeah, that's, there's the, the sedan, but there you go. It's good looking. Yeah, it's a sharp looking car and it's got, you know, very kind of edgy and some sharp turns on it. That looks pretty cool. And, uh, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I want to say something like, uh, 590 ish horsepower, probably, uh, in the 200 mid 200 range. They didn't really disclose it yet, but I saw 248. Bad news, by the way, in the, uh, terms of end of year legislation in the license plate department oh yeah uh no dealer plates anymore i've been yeah. driving oh, with really? dealer plates for 10 years that was your trick i i leased an audi for four fucking years <laughs> and returned it with the cardboard plates on it yeah and i know it works because when i was driving through santa monica uh Santa Monica, they love hobos, but they hate taxpayers. They fucking, <laughs> they've literally declared a war on taxpayers, but they fucking love yeah. junkies. And I was driving down Wilshire and some pussy on a, a cop bike just came the other way. And, and hold on a second. You'd be like, well, Adam, well, these are heroes. Some of them are heroes. The other yeah. ones are pussies. They would just write fucking tickets all day. It's like school teachers. Not all of them are fucking heroes. Some of them are pedophiles. You know? I mean, <laughs> well, we praise you all. No, fuck. Fucking most teachers suck. Three are good. Like that's I've I had forty one teachers. Two of them were good. That's kind of the ratio. So cops have a ratio as well. Yeah. This fucking guy drove past me, saw no front license plate on my Audi. Yeah, did the whip around, did the U turn on the cop bike, just whipped. I watched him in the rear view go yeah. past me, whip mm-hmm. around. He whipped around. He saw my cardboard license plate and he fucking went the other direction. Fuck you, pussy. That's what <laughs> I have to say to him. Now, the same folks, yeah. the California legislation, legislators who are fighting tooth and nail against voter ID, <laughs> they don't want you to provide an ID when you vote. That's, that's an attack. But they don't want you to drive a car off the lot that doesn't have a license plate on it. Uh, one way gets them more votes. The other way gets them more money. So you yeah. can kind of yeah. see mm-hmm. how they're angling a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I still have the fucking plate on my car. Yeah. I'm going to keep it on as long as possible. And I'll tell you what, just for fun, just because I have F me money. I'm just going to fucking put the dealer plate on it, and I'm gonna, and when I get pulled over after the first, I'll get a fix-it ticket. I'll just pay it and put the fucking dealer plate back on. <laughs> How about that? You know, Fuck Gary you did a good much. move where uh, when he got his car, he, he got a stack of those dealer plates. So when it got sunblasted, he just replaced it with a with a new one. Yeah, I have Kevin Hench was doing it too, and eventually they figure out that the dealer plate looks like it's yeah. been on there for three years. We We need to somehow apply for the actual car dealer plate the the magnetic one that they slap on test drive cars mm-hmm. so we apply for one of those and then we just get one plate and just drive different drummer 510s up and down the street with a with a temporary metal dealer plate the magnet stick on the back get, you could drive around with that thing get leno on the blower <laughs> we'll see how long it takes me to get pulled over now that they've passed the new whatever but i'm going right over back. A, a piano tuner though yeah that's yeah, right Who'd that's put- right that's right a professional tuner
Yeah. Of the stars. Of the st- or of to the, the stars. <laughs> right. I can't remember which one I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw a C-lister in there every once in a while I mean, just to keep it real. You got to make some money. Yeah. Like, let's say the guy played the principal in Saved by the Bell. I'll fucking throw a tune on his Steinway every once in a while. It's not all Leonardo DiCaprio is what I'm saying. Yeah. Keeps you grounded. All right. The Irvine Improv that's coming up January 24th on stage with David Zucker from Airplane. Everyone breaking down the basic cable commentary of Airplane and the film that inspired Airplane. Get your Corolla Racing merch at CorollaRacing.com. We've got uh, shirts and hats and yeah. uh, some cool merch over there. Jackets, I'll sign them. Uh, we're only doing 250 of them, but I'll sign them. They're numbered, and they'll get back to you. What do you got, uh, Matt? Well, we've got uh, coming around the corner soon is going to be uh, the kicking off auction season. So we're going to take a little break for, 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 you know, for the Christmas break. But then uh, I'm going to head out to... Uh, RM Gooding, Barrett Jackson, all that good stuff happening at the in January. Saw Willie T last night. He met with uh, John Singleton. We got some good uppity news coming up for you guys in the new year. You can go to the Chassis Store at chassis.com and check out all the mm-hmm. offerings over there, DVDs and hats and shirts and everything. And uh, Shift and Steer as well at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.